Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. And hello, hello from Beyond the Void. Welcome to our season two premiere Ooh. of the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. We're back. Yay. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I'm changing mine for the new series. Uh oh. Okay, yeah, what you doing now? I'm going to do adventure and action. Oh. Adventure? What's adventure? It's from the South. You wouldn't know. You've been watching the Golden Girls during the quarantine? A little bit. Me and Blanche. Someone binge watched the Golden Girls and it was me. I don't know what. I had to stop watching Golden Girls with her because she gets more country the more she watches it, and I can't take it. Well, I actually thought about changing mine to comedy because there's a lot in there. But. Well, comedy I thought would be just a catch-all. Like animated movies and comedy, anybody could do them. But no one ever really does comedy. I'm mm-hmm. doing well. I'm doing one today. Comedy is a comedy. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it wasn't funny. Let <gasps> oh him finish his note. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these. It doesn't matter about this episode because that's not, this doesn't fit nope. to this. This is a birthday pick. Oh my god, oh, a birthday pick! So Carly can do any movie on Earth she wants. Any art she wants? Any movie. You said art. art. I said movie. movie on Earth. Oh, on Earth. It sounded like art. I really enjoy the birthday button. Yeah? Sorry, I just like to push it. Well, you only have a couple button options. All right, all right. That's you got birthday, you got dog trash, <laughs> and you got under... For season two, we, we need sh- more sound effects. We should have... I should have tried to get you to download... Never give up, never yes, surrender. because we're doing Galaxy Quest this week. I'm so excited. I love this movie. <laughs> I, I could tell. Carly was doing her notes and sent us a message. I'm really enjoying doing this. It's funny like, because... All right. <laughs> I have picked out my next pick for after Hello, We Must Be Going or whatever that movie was called. And yeah. it's a comedy. Oh. And I had it picked out. And now I can't do it because it's Carly's birthday month, <laughs> which is a month late. Yeah. And then we're going to roll right into birthday summer. Which, so who knows which when really, it's going to come around. Which push, which really pushes back Dragnet. You're next, right? No, no Elaine's she's next. next. I'm next. But Dragnet was supposed to be like September. Now we're looking at February of next year. Shit. That's Tony's birthday That's month. my birthday month. Well, I'm Well, I haven't oh, seen it in so I, long, and I want to see if it holds up. I loved that movie when I was younger. Well, we'll, we'll see in February. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> really dragging out that dragnet. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Yes! It's oh. my birthday pick, and it is a comedy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I couldn't even try to redo the lines on IMDb and pick my favorite without just cracking up. I just... <laughs> Really? Yes. (laughs) She really likes this movie. So this movie has an 89% tomato meter score, 79% audience score, 70% Metacritic, and a 7.3 on IMDb. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I have two reviews. Oh, well, I'm glad we do that. You know how long it took me scrolling through IMDb to find one that was bad? (laughs) You know you can sort it by review type, so it puts all the bad ones. No, I did not know that. Yeah, that's how I do it. I don't usually look at IMDb. Oh, shit. I I I was just scrolling. I was just scrolling. I go like 10 out of 10? 1 out of 10. And that's how I do it. And then I just read till I find one that interests me enough to talk about it on the podcast. Well, I'll have to try that next time. Well, I'll show you how it works on the iPhone version, because I don't know if you're version of the app is exactly the same. Hey, we'll get to that later. All right. So the first one is from Monica Five. 
Monica Bang. And she said, disappointing. Mm-hmm. I'd been waiting months to see Galaxy Quest, and I finally got to rent it. And I was expecting a lot more laughs and a lot more spoofs. I mean, you got you have Ripley from Aliens and the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the space movie. And how could you not have milked it for all it was worth? But then again, I'm not a science fiction fan at all. And not a Trekkie. <laughs> so maybe you this have to be you, a sci-fi fan to enjoy it. I don't know. I was expecting more of a laugh. And I was like, did you really think that in this movie they were going to spoof Toy Story and Aliens? <laughs> <laughs> they did the... the um Air so, duct thing? Yeah. And there's the Nesbit thing. And uh, apparently Guy Ritchie based his performance off of Bill Paxton. Paxton yeah. <laughs> Guy Ritchie? No, no. His no, name no. is Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. What is a, the matter with me? Guy Ritchie is a director. No, he, he plays the character of Guy, Guy McLaughlin or something. No, it's Fleegman. Yeah, Fleegman? Fleegman. No, it's, it's Guy. Do I even have a last name? No. What's my Crew last member name? Number six. <laughs> What is the matter with me? And he's referencing Game Over, man. But I was kicked. That was such a weird, bad review. Like, did he want Tim Allen to be like to infinity? I don't know. I'm sorry. The Never Give Up, Never Surrender is very Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) And then a tease at Zemo at Zemo uh, says above any expectation. It couldn't be better. It's not a mockumentary. It's not a parody. It's pure comedy based on the legend of Star Trek with excellent actors and absolutely brilliant production. So those were my two reviews. Okay. And now to our cast stuff, which we've been skipping a little bit in our mini-sodes. I did it because I love to talk about that bullshit. I did because remember I did the only two because what movie it was had these actors had done everything. Oh, it's gone (laughs) 60 seconds because they had been everything. Yeah, you'd be here all night. So we are written by David Howard, um, Mm -hmm. who also wrote 2018's Trek the Movie, which is not about Star Trek in any way, shape, or form. It's about Mormons. I had never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) From what I understand, it is not good, and it's his only other writing credit. Uh, (laughs) And we also have Robert Gordon, who wrote Men in Black 2 and Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. That movie was terrible. I never saw it. The movie or the TV show? The movie. the movie with yeah, Jim Carrey it's terrible yeah well Jim Carrey's I don't know those books might be terrible I never read them they're a children's no, really. series think but about any Jim, no, good I, Jim, Jim Carrey movies was like from 1994 to 1997 that was it after that he's just yeah. a shit The Truman Show is one of my favorites I don't know when 1997 <laughs> like he was really good for a short period of time and then we have directed by Dean Parasot who mostly does TV but mm-hmm. he it did direct the upcoming Bill and Ted's Face the music movie. Interesting. Looking so, forward to that. I really want to see that. <laughs> it would be real bad. It's going to be dog trash, but I'm going to go see it anyway. We've been surprised before. I mean, they're setting the bar pretty low. It's a Bill and Ted movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not exactly... This isn't the This isn't the Godfather Part 2. No, but at the same time, it's a beloved classic. And you know what happens when they do sequels to beloved classics. I don't know. We'll see when the new Ghostbusters comes out. It could be good. Egon, but he's not forgotten. Speaking of Egon... He was uh, Harold Ramis was supposed to be involved in this movie, yeah. and and left when Tim Allen got attached. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But then when he watched it later, he said that he was pleasantly surprised that Tim Allen did a good job. Because <laughs> he Tim wanted Allen Alec gets, Baldwin. Tim Allen gets a shit ton of hate, and I don't think he's that. Which bad. I don't really know. He's why. a conservative. I think that's it. Well, and people think that his the characters he portrayed on TV and that maybe his comedy is based on is how he actually is in real life instead of the fact that he's a comedian who exaggerates how things are yeah. in real life. 
I think it's uh, it's a lot of it's political. Yeah. Yeah. And because he's kind of right wing, and people get, don't like that. He gets the same hate that uh, the Nuge gets. Ah, the Nuge. But he's just crazy. Yeah, I love Teddy. He's like, come on by the house. You want to take my guns? He's like, <laughs> I'm not going to his house. <laughs> He'll blow you up. Yeah, Waco too. All right, so we are starring Tim Allen, as we said. Our, our, our. Toy Story, Santa Claus, Last Man Standing, Home Improvement. We all know who Tim Allen is. Right. He's <laughs> pretty great. Wild I, Hogs. Oh, man. Really? <laughs> jungle to Jungle. Oh, wow. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> you made her laugh out loud. Don't do that. Yeah, sorry. That's, that's bad. Oh, I just noticed we're not recording. We should start over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have Sigourney Weaver. Who's in some franchises like Ghostbusters, Aliens, Avatar? Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's pretty famous. Apparently, Tim Allen was Sigourney a huge fan Weber. <laughs> of hers. It had was starstruck when he met her on set. Had her sign some stuff between takes. Yeah, a little unprofessional there, Tim. We have a favorite of mine, Alan Rickman. Welcome back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. From all of Carly's movies. <laughs> <laughs> and Die Hard. <laughs> I said he was in your Die Hard movie in picture. Didn't they have a picture he of him? He was. Welcome yeah. back. Yes. <laughs> we could, no, as he was falling. It was just the falling scene. Oh, it wasn't just the yeah. flashback to that? So welcome back from Die Hard 3. And a little chaos and Sweetie Todd and Love Actually. And we have... And Robin Hood. Tony Shalhoub. I don't know if I said it. It's a Shaloub. Shaloub? Yeah. See, I don't know. Um, who Mom. was a welcome back to the podcast from Adam's Family Values, but I don't remember him in that movie. <laughs> huh. So uh, I wrote that, you know, I know him from Wings. He Monk. was in Monk. Monk. Apparently he's um, in the Men in Black movies. I made it through yeah. like five, four seasons of Wings on Hulu before I we kind of just we fell off a little bit. We started doing so it. good. Now we're back. Now we're on Cheers. But yeah. we did some designing women. We mm, did some Cheers golden girls. We did yeah. some wings. I need to do that. Some of that doesn't hold up well, though. No. When are you going to bring Northern Exposure to Hulu? <laughs> Tell me, Hulu. I want it so bad. Better you start to see the same story used from different shows. You're like, damn, they did this on that show. Or that mm-hmm. It's really weird. We have Sam Rockwell. Love him. Welcome back to the podcast from mm-hmm. Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. Daryl Mitchell. Who uh, was, I remember from Ten Things I Hate About You. He's the teacher. He's in yeah. NCIS New Orleans, and he's in the House Party movies. Oh, <laughs> so House Party! <laughs> I like him. A pajama jammy jam. <laughs> we have Enrico Colatoni. Who? Dude from Just Shoot Me and Veronica Mars and Flashpoint. Mal- Mathazar. Right. He was pretty good on Just Shoot Me. Yeah. He loved him in Just Shoot Me. He looks funny. nothing like the character I play. Because <laughs> yeah. like he's bald with He's very bald. Mm. You know, they need to bring out to Carol. Hulu News Radio. Sorry, just my oh, I bought my mom that complaint series Rogan. for Big Christmas one year, and I'm sure she never opened it. <laughs> Next time you're at her house, you should borrow it and then loan it to me. <laughs> you know what I need to have on Hulu? Beverly Hills 90210. It is on Dude, there. that's on something. It is, is on it? something. Because mm-hmm. uh, the oh, in that case, I need to go. The podcast I follow is doing that and Malrose Place, the whole series. We hate movies. They yeah. they started uh, a now to an old Malrose Place. Hey, listen to it. Really? I've been no. listening to it. I'm so far oh. behind on that. Well, in that case, I'm gonna go watch some Hulu later, and now what I'm gonna watch? Thor Ragnarok. I, I listen in order because I don't want to miss out on bits. You so I it? haven't gotten to the part in their We Hate Movies timeline where they start that separate <laughs> podcast. So I... So then you have to watch more podcasts. See, you know what? Kevin Smith does that shit. And I stopped listening to all the podcasts oh, no, because of that. I can't listen to him. Because he's got 45 podcasts and they're all four hours long. I'm like, you know what? If I got to watch them all, fuck I it. know I'm strange, but I like chronological order. <laughs> Most people don't listen to podcasts that way. But Elaine does. I do. <laughs> and if I'm going to listen to a podcast... I started the beginning. 
You know what? I just started a I podcast. I do a sample pod only a episode that in. interests me, and Bob then I go back to the beginning. Really? Yeah. Bob Saget has his own podcast. It's not there. I think he's like five episodes in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can get in there and catch up real quick. It's kind of weird. Up his his episode with Uncle Jesse gets a little out there. I'm sure it does because he's Bob Saget. Well, that and evidently those two together, weird guys. Yeah. I'm sure. All right. So back to this one. <laughs> we have, How do we get the Bob Saget again? <laughs> I don't know. Missy Pyle, who um, I remember from Dodgeball. But yeah. she was yeah, also yeah. in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. She's been in a lot of stuff. She had 174 acting credits. Yeah, she's yeah. been in a lot of stuff. <laughs> there are two Dodgeball alumni in this movie. Uh, Justin Long. That's right. This was his very first uh, movie. Yep. Um, and then Rain Wilson is the only other person I mentioned. And he's only in the movie for like five minutes. Yeah. I forgot he was in that. And <laughs> then he too. spoke. And I was like, oh my God. This <laughs> Welcome back from the Meg. Yep. That is so great. Oh, I right. should watch the Meg again. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you, you guys think going in? All right, John. I think you don't like this movie, so let's hear what you have I to thought, say. I thought, oh, this is the Star Trek parody. I don't remember liking this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elaine, what did you think? Well, I thought, I haven't seen this in a really long time. I wonder if I will still enjoy it. And we had a discussion because John kept saying that this was billed as a satire. And I'm like, this is not a satire. This is not a parody. This is a love letter to Star Trek and and, and Star fans. Trek fans. There's nothing... This isn't, you know, some hot take about the world of sci-fi conventions. No, no. This is somebody who loves it and just <laughs> wants to show everybody how much he loves it. This is the ultimate fan fiction. Yeah, it is. And apparently there is fan fiction... Oh, yeah. ...of Star Trek original series fan fiction where Kirk gets zapped into a this-is-real situation like this. Mm. Well, also, there was some convention for Star Trek, and this was voted the seventh best Star Trek film. Mm-hmm. I'll see a lot of the reviewers it, said it beat first or second. <laughs> well, that's impossible. <laughs> Everybody knows Wrath of Khan is the best Star Trek film. Tony, I think it's your turn. No, both the whales. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. I think or, Ben just had a heart attack. I'd rather watch, uh, what is that, um, no, wait, Insurrection. That yeah. Star Trek 4? I think, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. No. Why do I know that? It's no, Star Trek three. 5. 5? No, it's 5, because 3 is the... Three is Wrath of Khan. Four, four, no, four. Two is Wrath of Khan. Two is Wrath of Khan. Two is Wrath of Khan. Oh, three, three is Search for Spock. Spock. Right. Four, four is Whales. What is it, Voyage Home? Yeah. And then 5 is whales. the one with the that Kirk directed. 5 is the Undersco- one where they no. go to jail, right? I don't know. Six is Undiscovered Country. God damn. All right. Well, let's not worry about that. <laughs> All right, Tony. What'd you I think? I love this movie. Quick to the movie machine. <laughs> so I the movie the- opens with a clip from the Galaxy Quest TV show from 1982. And we're at a convention-style Galaxy Quest fan event. And the cast is here. Except they're not all here. (laughs) Told you. Final Frontier is five. That's the one Kirk directed, I'm pretty sure. And six is... That's the one where they meet God. Yes. Yeah, that's dog trash. (laughs) But it's not really God. It's Spock's brother. (laughs) All right. Can we get to to that shit later? All right. He's Vulcan of some kind. So, much like the original Star Trek cast, they hate living in the shadow of the show and what it has done to their careers. The cast is backstage. They don't want to come out. Also, the commander is not here. He hasn't shown up yet. He's an hour and a half late. So the crowd is chomping at the bit. Where? Where's the cast? Where's the cast? And the cast is, most of them are in the back uh, mourning that they have to do this shit. <laughs> Alexander was a real actor once. I got five curtain calls. And he won't say that stupid line again. 
To infinity. Uh, and that's not it. By Grepthar's hammer, something. <laughs> Gwen is like, at least you had a part. My whole job, and they can't even remember what it was, is repeating the computer. <laughs> and, uh, and to be the sex appeal. So uh, the commander finally shows up. The cast is still arguing in the back because he's doing appearances without them. And he basically, you know, is an egomaniac and a dick. (laughs) And um, the crowd is super impatient. So they finally can go out and be introduced. They don't really have time to say anything, though, because now it's time for autographs because you relate as shit. (laughs) And uh, the commander enjoys talking to all the fans He's in his element, and everybody else is like, I mean, let's just get through this so we can go home. And uh, a group of teens approaches. Justin Long is one of them. I don't... His name is Brandon in the movie, but in my notes, I just call him Justin the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, he, they want to ask a question that, to me, is a Mac-style question about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I was an actor, this... I, on one hand, it would, like, bug me. I'm like, I don't know. They just made this shit up as they went along. Because they're like, but the online blueprints go Contradicts this. Like, look, I didn't write it. The writers made it up as they went along. I'm sorry. You know how... But it, you know on how the other it. hand, he's like, you know what? If this was me, this was my life, I would be deep into that shit. I would know it all so I can have these conversations and keep these fuckers coming back. You know how bored Tony was during this quarantine? Tony watched First Contact with Jonathan Frakes live on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> at like three in the morning. How was um, that? Was it it was actually cool because he directed it. So he knew all the shit about it. And he was like, yeah, this guy, he, he's really great. And this guy sucks. You know, it was it was pretty cool. And he was drinking and stuff. So he was, you know. Frakes is pretty awesome. Frakes though. was awesome. It was It's on YouTube. It was pretty cool. What if we can get one of those with Shane Black? For like, uh, for which one? For, for Iron, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Yeah. You know what? They usually do those things. They're called commentary tracks, and they're already on the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, but this one, you can see them. Because <laughs> he sits there, and it's on Zoom, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like picture, picture, watching. or whatever. Yeah. It was Have funny because you... he just kept getting up and leaving. <laughs> they were like, okay, I guess we're going to vamp. Uh, Have you tried the Zoom? Oh, yeah, I've been using yeah. it nonstop. Yeah, I, I Zoom a lot. It's, it's fun because sometimes you forget to mute yourself. Yeah. And people can hear you. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes your cat attacks the screen. <laughs> We I have kind of a cat. Well, we have classroom Zoom sessions, and one member of our staff keeps forgetting that if she sings along with the songs that we're doing, we can no longer hear the song. All we hear is you singing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is she a good singer? She's not as good as the song. <laughs> Carly, we can't even hear the music. It's just her singing. <laughs> Carly refuses to put her coworker on blast. She is a nice person. All right, well, anyway. so I want to be like, shh, the rest of us are just lip syncing so the kids can hear the song. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now we're at the thing with Justin. Sometimes you just want to sing the wheels on the bus. All right, so anyway, um, he ignores them because he wants to go hit on Gwen. And as he's trying to follow her so she can have a picture with a bunch of people dressed like doing doing Gwen cosplay, um, he comes across a group of strangely dressed aliens alien cosplayers is what he assumes and they want to talk to him about something very important and uh we must discuss something new. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly how they sound it's exactly how they sound. <laughs> it's the best podcast impression you have ever fucking done thank <laughs> you and he assumes that it's about a gig he has tomorrow. So he's like, how about you just talk to my agent and make sure you send a limo. I'm tired of being thrown in the back of Corollas. I want a limo. <laughs> and then he just walks away from them. And then he goes to the toilet. Yeah. 
Um, Gwen doesn't isn't hearing it when he goes to hit on her. Then he goes to the bathroom, and while well, he's in he there, drops a deuce. He, we don't so see I have that. something else. Uh, <laughs> while he's in there, drops some, the captain's log. Some trolls come in, <laughs> and they're talking shit in this full bathroom. Oh about, yeah, they're talking about shit in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. The guy the next floor was like, hey, what did that asshole say? Whoa. <laughs> you know, the I'm poo sorry, room guys. is really great. It has been a long time since right. we got together. Um, but they're like, what's wrong with Except these people that are dressed up like this? And this cast, they haven't had a real acting job in almost 20 years. And doesn't um, the commander know how much everybody hates him? And All his friends hate him. Yeah. So uh, Kirk was an admiral. He apparently that happened to to William, William Shatner, Shatner yeah. at a convention. I know when I saw this in the movie, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of douchey." And then I heard it was a real thing. I was like, "Oh, I feel really bad." For <laughs> yeah, John had a lot of empathy for William Shatner here. I don't know why. I was like, "Oh, the poor fucking guy." <laughs> well, he hated Star Trek at first, but he got over it. <laughs> but he embraced it. Got those fat Star Trek checks. <laughs> I don't know. He's very beloved by the community, and I really think that strangers adoring you would eventually win you over. It's got to go in waves, right? Like, you got to just love the attention, and then you fucking hate it and just wish people would move on, and then it's got to come back around. <laughs> like 500 miles. Uh, <laughs> nice for how much mother reference. You're welcome. But, I mean, honestly, you think it's got to come in waves, like where you're over it, and then you love it. Cause and we did that with Spock, too. He, he wrote the book, I'm not, I Am Not Spock, and then 20 years later, I, I Am Spock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. And then he wrote that song. Well, I hope you wrote the song, you know, the Bilbo Baggins song. That's fucking weird. You see Spock singing about uh, Bilbo yeah. Baggins? Yeah. <laughs> that just puts all your science fiction and fantasy there's, in one. There's something about it that's just it. Yeah. magical. <laughs> it's not ma- you don't know how to take this. You're like, I don't know what's going yeah. on here. Something, right. Something's wrong. Shades of my childhood. Things have gone I've wrong. I just got eyebrows. Have on you ever my seen <laughs> Free Enterprise? No. Oh. It's pretty good. Oh, I can't say I've seen it. It's a, it's a nerd movie that me and Ben watched a lot. And it's these two guys that are obsessed with Star Trek to the point where it's, like, scary. Yeah. And they meet William Shatner, and they're like, oh, my God, we got to hang out with him. And they want to start hanging out with him. But when they start hanging out with him, they find out that he's a weirdo and that he's not Captain Kirk. Like, he wants to do this this Julius Caesar rap. Yeah, because he's Shatner. Yeah, and he, and he does it at the end, and it's it's pretty. You have to see it. I'll bring it over next time. Some of the Star Trek stuff, like I, I won't do. I won't do it for the podcast. I will say, no, no you I, do that. I'll do Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm a low level Trekkie. Mm-hmm. I will. I was a low level Trekkie. Like I prefer Star like Trek over Star Wars. I do like I, Star Trek. I'm, I'm also a fan. Low level Trekkie. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan or yeah. a stan. But um, <laughs> it's like no, no. All right, um, that's like lingo. You don't. You're too old for. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan, truly. You but are. I There's am stand, honestly. Right? From, I'm a next generation girl. I'm not an original series, and there I'm are also a next. But that's Tony's favorite, and that's what we've watched together. That's what I watched growing up, and I just and I have trouble going back to the original. I appreciate it. I like it, but it's not my jam. So a lot of those fan things about the original series, I'm not. Okay, I don't really I think Enterprise is the best. <laughs> Dude, don't get me started Such on some Enterprise. I mean, think about this. There's just that, that beginning song. Do you know what makes that series special? Uh, Scott Bakula. That's correct. 
I love Scott Bakula. Because it rhymes with Dracula. Speaking of Dracula. It's Quantum Leap. Tell me. I don't know, but if it is, we should watch it. (laughs) What? Quantum Leap. (laughs) Or our mannequin show based on Quantum Leap. Yeah, which we we should have been creating during this quarantine. Well, you know. But we couldn't be together. Yeah, someone on that shit? (laughs) So anyway, he's depressed now, and he's no longer charming the fans. He's just signing pictures and flinging them at people. And, uh... (laughs) Brandon comes back. Yeah, he comes back. They want to ask the question, and he's like, look, there is no auxiliary. There is no quantum flux. There is no damn ship. That's where they got the cuss word in. There is no damn ship. No, they can say fuck one time. I love how they 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 cut it out. Yeah. They dubbed over Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And yep. <laughs> Every time I watch it, like, that bothers me. I was like, just say fuck once. You can stay fuck once and keep PG-13. Well, they, well, didn't, they didn't want PG-13. They wanted PG. It was originally darker and more violent, and they changed it to make it PG. Because they were they saw this and was like, "How are we gonna get our money back?" <laughs> I think they would. I think it would have done just fine. PG-13. You think so? I really think so. I agree because the people that are into this kind of movie were grown older. Ups. Yeah. I don't know why you got funky on you. They're grown up. Put, put some stank <laughs> on it. I don't know. Because I want to check off mommy and daddy are fighting on the new uh, bingo card. Uh, Although I don't think that's on either bingo card. Audra. I, <laughs> I played three, please. I played, played quarantine bingo in a Zoom meeting yesterday, uh-huh. Friday, whatever. You uh, whatever. played the underappreciated movie podcast no, in a Zoom no, meeting? Somebody in one of the uh, people that I work with made an online bingo bingo. and it was all stuff that maybe you've done like cut somebody's hair shared paper products hoarded paper products stuff like that Mm -hmm. and when she called it out if you had done it you could check off the square and they Uh, actually had prizes it was really cool (laughs) but now i'm thinking i wonder if there was if there's a way we can do something like that this this is going right the old shroud of chocolate we can go in here anyway that's going to be in card That's three. In part yeah. three, yeah. Yeah, Strata Chocolata. It's one of my new So things. he gets drunk that night. It and looks if, like he's drinking some scotch. And if she passes out, that means no. Yeah, well, we <laughs> knew Nobody that. comes, or I mean, he's home alone, so I think he's safe. Ooh. He does pass out on the living room floor. Face down. And he yeah, that's, that's rough. He might have got in the old prison wallet, you know? <laughs> he's awakened by the group of aliens from the day before knocking on his window it's, his house is like all glass so. it's Hollywood you know. <laughs> so they're knocking on the window and it wakes them up and they're like our people are being slaughtered by Saris and they need his help and uh, and he's he and then they're like we have secured the limo and he's like oh all right can you I guess I should my put pants <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny no the funny part is because he's looking under the bed for his pants and asking them to help him find the shoe mm-hmm. and he's fucking mooning them <laughs> and, and they're, they're looking up t- at the ceiling and they're like that's it's such funny. an honor to be in your presence <laughs> I hope his tallywhacker isn't hanging out his shorts. Ooh, check that off the bingo, tallywhacker. <laughs> I guess I just always assumed he was wearing tidy whities <laughs> We Maybe. don't see anything. We don't know. I feel like more men wear tidy whities in movies than in actual real really? life. I agree with you. Because <laughs> tidy whities are funny <laughs> as a visual. That's true. I, no, I feel like Tim Allen's a commando kind of guy. I think that Teddy Weddies is the least sexy underwear option of all time for both genders. Oh, that's a bold statement. It's even worse even than granny panties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even worse than granny panties. Let's see if it works out, Cotton. 
All right, so they get in the limo and they want to explain. They're like, we need to know if you need anything. And then also we want to explain to you more about the situation. And he's like, I need a Coke and I'm just going to rest my eyes. But you talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still paying attention. I'm listening. <laughs> because if a girl is only wearing oh granny panties, she's still got boobs. But if a man is only wearing tidy whities Yeah, but what if a girl's wearing tidy whities and has boobs? <laughs> Still has boobs. <laughs> boobs override underwear choices. Girls look sexy in men's underpants, though. Not in tidy whities. That's just because of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tony's right. So we see, we know that he's falling asleep. We see the limo pull into an alley and then get like tractor, tractor beamed up. Tractor beam? Tractor beam. Tractor beamed. But he doesn't see this because he's fallen asleep. He has fallen asleep. Listening to the history of their people, this is important information that we never get. He just straight ignores because he thinks this is all just for a gig. Well, who in their right mind would think that this is real? So they wake him up for a meeting, a negotiation meeting with Saris. And he's like, that's the bad guy, right? And they're like, yes, he's a very bad man. (laughs) So they lead him to the command deck. And he's like, wow, this is the best set I've ever seen. (laughs) Usually it's just some cardboard and some duct tape. (laughs) Duct tape. Have you been watching The Golden Girls? (laughs) We only watched a few episodes of Designing Women because then it would have gotten real That's how I say duct tape. (laughs) You're from Michigan. (laughs) But the southern part of Michigan. (laughs) I've lived in Virginia longer than I have lived in Michigan. Uh-huh, but like the eastern part of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> That's still how I say duck. You know, it's weird. Whenever I go to the western part of Virginia, I'm like, wow, we really do live in the south, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> you had to go north a bit. You're like, whoa. Yeah, so yeah you'll drive up northwest into the state, and you're like, wow, I, I didn't even realize. I forgot. <laughs> this is the south. <laughs> oh, so just anyway. Poor citified folk. <laughs> So what's so he? Hey, be careful with your wedding ring. You don't want to drop it in your drink again. This I, time you got a glass. I got that reference. <laughs> so Sarah starts to list his demands. Fuck. He wants the Omega Thirteen device. He wants a technician, and here uh, the commander Jason mm-hmm. just bit. ignores him and is like, "All right, so how about you just fire this at him, fire this at him, yeah. fire this at him, fire this at him? That should do it. All right, guys, I have another gig in fifteen minutes. I'm out." <laughs> And they and they're like, okay, but what if he survives? And he's like, I'm sure he won't. It's fine. <laughs> he's both barrels on him. But I mean, just call me if if you need me to come back. And they they hug him. <laughs> thank, <laughs> and you. thank you. <laughs> and uh, mm. and they give him a communication device. <laughs> and uh, and then they leave him in this room. And he's like, guys, what the heck? Where's my, my limo? <laughs> And then goo starts to cover him from the floor up over his head. Clear like, goo. Like Janos in Ghostbusters 2. I'm covered with goo. And, uh... <laughs> the upper vest side. <laughs> and then, like, the doors open, and he is ejected, I guess, from the ship. And he sees... Space. Space. Mm-hmm. The final frontier. <laughs> and then he watches as he takes off from the ship. And goes through a black hole, and apparently in the theater, the screen widened at that point. Up until he realized he was actually in space, 
it was a smaller widescreen screen, and then when he realized he was, it got bigger, the picture. <laughs> so, funny story. I was reading the trivia while watching the movie, and I read that as that happened. Mm. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I, I they didn't finish reading the trivia. I didn't have time. They filmed it in two There's different aspect lot. ratios. Yeah. I mean, not so, and as soon as he realizes it's real, it goes into the bigger aspect ratio. And Tony's like, Dark yeah, Tony's like, they used to do that, and that was cool. Why did they stop doing that? Well, now they <laughs> go some money, and they don't care. It's like HD, and then they go into, you know, the yeah. IMAX. IMAX, yeah. yeah. No. That's an old trick. They, that's from The Wizard of Oz. You change your perspective. Mm-hmm. So, I switched page. So the crew so are the at the Tech Value store opening. You didn't number them? No, I didn't. What if they fall on the floor? Your notes get out of shift me. Yes. (laughs) I just want to take them and shuffle them. We we need to close the window. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible person. They're at the tech value store opening. We just vamp the rest of it. We know how this movie goes. Which Jason is a no-show at. And they go through this whole spiel about how the savings are out of this world. (laughs) It's incredibly corny. And they are miserable, and you can tell. But uh, they do what they have to do. And they go to sign autographs. And Jason finally shows up. And they're like, what the fuck, dude? Why bother? We're done. (laughs) Can't they just get real jobs? I mean, they're, they're bitching about it. Go get a job. But he's all, like, giddy with excitement. He's like, you don't understand, guys. You don't understand. I was there. I went to space. <laughs> and they're like, he's finally cracked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's on it. Give me something. Like yeah. He's like, I went on a ship, and I fought with Saris, and I kicked his ass, and I can prove it. And he shows them his communicator. But on his way to find them, he, he bumped Long. into Justin Long and his friends, and his communicator got picked up by Justin Long on accident. Yep. So he has one that doesn't work. He's like, I can prove it. And he pulls it out. And they all pull theirs out. They're like... Yeah, same thing. <laughs> whoop a He's like, but can you talk to space with yours? And he opens it and talks. Nothing happens because it's not real. <sighs> well, to be fair. Uh, why would anybody believe that? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I want you guys to come with me. We're going to go back. And they're like, no, you're bananas. And they go to get in the van. And then once they're in the van, they're like, um, Tommy's like, you should just let me hit him. And then they're like, well, maybe we should have just taken the job because who knows when he's going to invite us for another gig. He doesn't always tell us about gigs. Because apparently he has side gigs and doesn't tell them. It's like a side piece. And then yeah. they're like, oh, fuck, you're right. We got to take this gig. <laughs> so they get back out of the van and they go to find him. And what they find is... I am so bad at with this name. Lalari? <laughs> um, the female alien. Hmm. Her name is spelled L-A-L-I-A-R-I. Well, her real name is Jane Doe. <laughs> we learn that later. They find her, and uh, they walk past Guy, who was at the first convention. Apparently... Not Richie. He... Died in an episode before the first commercial. Eighty-one. <laughs> to plot point. So that's why he appears at some of these conventions, but they don't know who he is. He was like introducing them. Yeah. Um, and so he follows them because he's like, "I'm with the crew," and uh, Lalari is like. Do you wish to well, go he was making out with him. He was trying to get this girl to make out with him. And as they walked by, he's like, I'm with the crew. And she's like, get lost. And she <laughs> says something like, you're old enough to be my father or something like that. And then she, he runs off and follows them. And uh, so she's like, you wish to go? And so they all go. But they still don't think it's real. She's, she's like, he left me here to continue this transmission. And I'll meet you in person on the ship. And then she disappears. And then the goose starts coming up from their feet. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> And then we cut to them arriving on the ship. 
and uh, they freak the fuck out. Yes, like anybody would be, because <laughs> shit just happened. First, you got covered with goo, and then you got whisked away to space. You went through a black hole. That could not have been comfortable. <laughs> See, that just seems like a better. You don't want to go through black holes. See, in this movie, they're like, oh, no, they're wormholes. Yeah, they don't know that. You want to go through Okay, are you going to start talking about questionable science? Yeah. <laughs> because. You can talk about the devil's strata chocolata. Because <laughs> there's some. You can't talk about questionable science in this movie. Because yeah, the whole premise can't. of this movie is questionable science. No, <laughs> you know. It's made up bullshit science. They're not even trying to pretend it's real. <laughs> yeah, they think Gilligan's Island was a documentary. <laughs> Those poor uh, people. So, um, how'd they then, get the footage? It's like the Blair Witch. It's like, well, how'd they get the footage? The Thermians approach them, but they have forgot to use their image appearance changers, so they're in their true form, which is like a squid. Yeah. Giant squid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like squid. blobby squid monsters. Better looking than the gentleman in Slither. <laughs> well, Stan Winston did the special effects of this. He's did big, we have to bring up Slither? I'm a big fan um, of his. Maybe he passed away. Well, Tony said it earlier. But they kind of freak out, and then the the Thermians back up, and they're like, oh, "We apologize." They change their form to their human like appearance, and then we apologize. And well, they come and they have like it looks like they're going to probe them or something, yeah, but they're really just checking to make sure they're safe. instruments. <laughs> and uh, and guy screams. Because, you know. <laughs> and then Frank, or Fred, Fred, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. shows up. He's the last one to arrive. Monk. And he's like, this is cool. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what's wrong with them? Because he didn't see the aliens before they changed form. Because <laughs> he was getting some out of a vending machine, so he was a little late. Yeah. So, um, I lost my spot on here. But anyway, um... So Jason comes commander. up and he's like, who wants a tour? Like, he's so excited to be here. And, uh... But you kind of think it would be. <laughs> you, you, I mean, there has to be either sheer terror or excitement beyond belief. Mm-hmm. And he's been the in, commander in and Tony Shalhoub are clearly on excited. <laughs> and everybody else is on terrified beyond belief. I yeah. mean... that Well, it really matters like this. You get on an alien spaceship, you're thinking one of two things. Either this is really cool, or they're going to stick something in my ass. <laughs> if, if it's the latter, you're going to be able to wear it out. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to get things up the old strata truck a lot. Well, some people like anal. That's true. From aliens? So, Mathisar... When a xenomorph sticks something in your ass. All right, all right. Mathisar and his crew uh, welcome them, and then they explain how the Thermians... Uh, society was kind of in disarray but then they found the historical records and then they emulated them completely and now everything is okay again for them and I immediately did not root for these people like they all need to go everything that they're seeing and everything they're going to experience is completely based on the show the ship the runes everything and uh, (laughs) and the crew is like, dude, we need to leave. Like, Gwen and Alexander are like, we gotta get out of it. We are not astronauts. We are actors, and this is wrong, and we need to leave. <laughs> I'm an actor? And Jason's like, I look, we're, ne- we're gonna negotiate with Sarah's. This is awesome. This is the role of a lifetime. We can't miss this. So they- we're gonna- No, he thinks they're there to negotiate Sarah's surrender. <laughs> it never occurs to him that that's not what he's doing. And, and that there is actual danger. <laughs> so they go to the command deck. 
all their stations are made exactly as they were on the show. And uh, the Mathazar's crew comes to watch the historic first trip out and with the real Galaxy Quest team. And Tommy is not prepared for this. <laughs> like anybody would be. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do this. I mean, yeah. he hasn't steered, in air quotes, the ship, driven it since he was a child. <laughs> <laughs> that and he's never actually flown. Yeah. yeah. But it was all based, they built it based off his hand movements. He's the only one who can. He was making them up <laughs> as he went along. The thir- and they talk about how the Thermian's anatomy is different and... They just can't manipulate things the way that the humans can. It's probably opposable thumbs because they've got squid arms, <laughs> tentacles, <laughs> tentacles, and we and humans have opposable thumbs. It's it's the evolutionary distance that allows us to become a dominant species. <laughs> She's not wrong. So it's all about the thumbs. And it's funny because even in there, I you can start drinking. <laughs> The thing that makes them look alien the whole movie, it's not just their makeup and stuff like that. It's their the motions that they make. Because no, you can the see of the, ocean. the way like, they walk and they move their arms. <laughs> <honey. laughs> yeah, yeah. And they always hail Hitler. Because they have tentacle arms. <laughs> they don't have arms. They've got tentacles. And you can see it in their motions. It's, it's funny. And later so. she gets her testicles all over. Yeah, that's gross. Not well, testicles. That's what I said. Tentacles. That's what I said. So while they are um, autopiloting their way to their meeting point with Saris, they eat. And this is when we learn that Saris has not seen the historical records. But then how does he know about the Omega-13 device? And he's like, well, our last commander was not strong. And they show them a video of their last commander being tortured to death by Saris. And then they're all like, oh, fuck, like... We're in Wait, danger. What now? <laughs> danger, Will Robinson. This isn't danger. just fun. This is dangerous. <laughs> and now the crew is like, no, we're leaving. And uh, and they're like, you can't leave because we're here. And Saris is surely going to attack anything that leaves the ship. It's just and, not uh, safe for you to leave. So they they go to the command deck and they talk to Saris and he's like, look, you have 10 seconds to give me the Omega-13 device. And he's like, all right. He turns to Gwen and he gives her a so they, signal. He's like, I got to go put it in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and he intends for her to cut the transmission for a minute while he directs people to attack Saris. But she does not cut the transmission. Because she doesn't know she how. She doesn't know how. And she's like, I thought that was the we're about to die. A, she pulls a Drax. And of course we're <laughs> about to die. You point at your throat. So Nothing he says things like, this guy's dumb. We can do this. And of course, Sarah's here's the whole thing. We should watch um, Guardians of the Galaxy. We should. After Thor Ragnarok. Yes. No, before. Oh. I'm really sad they're not going to make us Guardians of the Galaxy. So uh, now Saris is attacking them, and they go to run away, but he can follow them even in turbo mode. And they have to go into a leftover minefield from a long, fought, long ago fought war to get away. A long, long which time ago. seriously damages the ship. Yeah. And we learn that Gwen is the only one who can communicate with the ship's computer. <laughs> They're all like. Well, is there another beryllium sphere? And the computer doesn't say anything. And she's like, is there another beryllium <laughs> sphere? And the computer's like, no, there is. <laughs> and then they start making fun of her because she's repeating what the computer says back. And she's, and she's like, look, I only have one job. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> it's stupid, but yes, I'm going to do it. 
But the beryllium spear is basically their warp core, so they can't go anywhere yeah. without it, so they have to find another one because they don't have any replacements on the ship. And they, there's a planet nearby, apparently, that mines them. So, so they're going to go there. But Mathazar and his crew apologize because they've seen this crew go through much more difficult uh, situations. And so they must have failed somehow in the building of the ship or their help. <laughs> and they're like, no, you didn't fail. <laughs> but he doesn't understand um, that they're actors. And, yeah. like, they're like, you know that not all the historical records are real. and and uh, And they're like... What? Like, of course they're real. They try to explain it, but they get so freaked out by lies because the person that has taught them lies is Ceres. And um, that they kind of just give up and pretend, you know what, you're right, it's all real. (laughs) Because they get so upset. They're going to go get the beryllium sphere. Uh, This is when we meet Quellic, who approaches Alexander and is like, I'm so honored to work with you. I have lived my life by the code of your race. <laughs> and he waves his hand at him. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and he, he goes to the, the code of the Maktar, and he wants to say the line, but Alexander's like, "Don't do it." <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> and it's a little awkward because <laughs> he's like, "I don't understand." <laughs> So they head to the planet, and Guy is with them, and they only send the original Galaxy Quest crew. No aliens come with them. Um, Guy starts freaking out. He's like, I'm going to die. And they're like, you insisted on coming. What the fuck, dude? He's like, I don't even have a last name. He's like, I thought I would be the one that died because I was left behind, but now I'm sure I'm the one that's going to die because I can't. Show the seriousness of the issues. And, like, um, you have a last name? Really? What's my last name? And they're like, uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm grooming number six! <laughs> so they... Full. Game over, man. We got our asses kicked. They find the spheres and... Uh, I love that scene. And then they see <laughs> these small, child size gray yeah. beings. Are they gray? I thought they were green. They're like they're like little tiny amphibi- amphibious babies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And That's what I would call them. And Gwen's like, oh, Which is weird because so it's a planet filled with rocks. Yeah. And, and Guy's like, no, there's something scary about them. Like, they're going to be vicious. Something's going to happen. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, they're like, fine. And he's like, haven't you ever fucking watched the show? <laughs> Do any of you actually And they the have show? this argument and they... And they see a baby, a, br- a hurt one, and they're like, oh, they're going to help him. And then what happens? They eat the baby. They eat the broken one. Yeah. Um, so then they're like, crap, we need a plan. So they're going to do an episode 81 situation. Mm-hmm. And guys like, 81? And they're like, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. This is what we're going to do. You're going to create a diversion. You're going to carry it. I die in episode 81. <laughs> and then they're like, 51, 51. <laughs> So I like how Alan Rickman's like, why are we listening to this asshole? Yeah. Like he, he's, he's, like, not he's not really a, a commander. <laughs> like he's no more fit to lead us than this guy. And he was talking about guy and he goes, No offense. No offense. <laughs> so Real they, no yeah. offense. No offense. They go to carry out the plan. Tommy and Guy are up on a rock. And they see that now the creatures are coming after them. So, so now they, they're stuck between they a rock to signal and a hard place. And, and you guys got to run with that sphere because caw-caw, we're about caw-caw. to get captured. <laughs> no caw-caw, no toki-toki. We, we, we have communication devices. Use them. But he doesn't. He's caw-caw, caw-caw, they're all around you. They're all around you. 
<sighs> so they make it to the ship with the sphere, but before they can take off and fully shut the door, Jason gets captured. And uh, <laughs> the aliens. And Fred is like, just leave him. Yeah. <laughs> and they do. <sighs> the, the beings, the little creatures, hit Jason on the head with a rock. And he awakens in an arena type situation. And uh, the crew contacts him over the communication device. They can see him, and they're going to beam him up. And he's like, you mean you're going to break me into a million pieces and put me back together? I think I'll take my chances with this pig monster. He's fighting a pig monster. <laughs> uh, okay, the aliens are chanting a name, and they assume that it's his the Garig, pig monster. Garig Rock or something. Garig Knock, or, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, I'll take my chances with Garig Knock. <laughs> so, you know, here's my question. They had a beaming device earlier where they cover you with goo, and you go where you got to go. Why didn't they use that? Now, all of a sudden, they got to fucking annihilate him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's called continuity, Maybe they people. can't pull a pod down there? I don't know. It's weird. It's called continuity. Because they have to have a pod. I don't know. There was no Maybe pod. Maybe the pods only work Earth. when you're standing still. So, because he's moving around, they have to use this other contraption. They are standing still every time. Let me explain it to you in ways that you can understand. Put your shit on the seat. They have to do it this way in the most convoluted. <laughs> they have to do it in the most convoluted, ridiculous way uh, conceivable because that's how they would do it in a 60s sci-fi TV show. That's true. They would showcase different technology in every episode because that makes the action different. If they always use the same thing to rescue you, then it's not as interesting. That's true. But they have to have different ways of rescuing you. And this show is based on... The source material, which would do ridiculous things like this. <laughs> they have to up the ridiculousness factor, so therefore they must use this convoluted piece of technology. She's not wrong. Um. So he's like, I don't want you to do that. And also, we learn that back on the ship, the Thermians are like, well, we've never actually successfully done this because we can't. Yeah. And it's not made for us. It's made for you guys. So it's it doesn't for work Fred. for us. <laughs> it's made for Fred to use to beam humans, not Thermians. <laughs> he based it on his hand motions. <laughs> and Fred's like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Yeah. And they're like, we're just going to practice. We'll, we'll, we'll beam the pig lizard thing up. So they do. And how does that work? Uh, it, it turns it inside out and then it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it exploded? It exploded. And Jason's on the comm and he's like, did it work? Are we cool? And <laughs> and Gwen's like, hold please. <laughs> and the Thermian's like, but it's inside out. And he's like, I heard that. <laughs> and it exploded. <laughs> and everybody ducked and he's, the Thermian's covered in brains. <laughs> and then, I don't think it was brand. I think it was long like, intestine. what's happening over there? And she's like, Hold, please. <laughs> That's pretty bad. And then a rock monster goes to attack him because the pig monster was not the Garignac or whatever. So, I don't know why I decided to just jump in here, but I'm gonna. So, our Alexa downstairs is activated by the word computer. Okay. And that's how they also activated their computer on this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, every 15 seconds, she would say computer, blah, blah, blah. And then our Alexa... At one point, answered about the beryllium sphere and how to get it. <laughs> nice. Most things are just like I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. When you asked about a beryllium sphere, it told you where to find one. Wow, that's awesome. So, friends, if you have an Alexa at home, just get about the beryllium sphere. Just be aware that Alexa, she's one of them dumb hoes. <laughs> She'll tell you about a beryllium sphere, but she can't recognize the difference between the word bedroom and den. <laughs> 
Oh. Alexa and Elaine don't get along. She <laughs> one of them dumb hoes. They, they don't get along. Oh at all. man. She's not so, one of them dumb hoes. She's a very nice lady. So they are gonna have to because uh, Jason cannot fight the rock monster. There mm-hmm. are no improvised weapons he can use, and there yes, are no for, soft spots. Yes, aim, aim for vulnerable spots. Aim for the <laughs> eyes. What eyes is a rock? He says, "Can you find a lathe? <laughs> not a rudimentary lathe." There's a lot of references to the original series that I yeah, don't get, but I arena. still enjoy this very much. The episode arena. But uh, and also, Korg did not look good. Could we talk about how? The rock monster is just a pile of rocks. <laughs> it's not like Korg. Korg. It's just. It's a not bunch like of Korg. Rocks. It's not like the thing from or um. It's not like the thing from Fantastic Four or whatever no. his name is. It's not like um the rock monster in the Never Ending Story, which are all no. car- people made of rock. This is a bunch of rocks stuck together. Every story of rock guy was eating by rocks. He was eating himself. That's yeah. a gross. force field? How does this work? This, of all the things that don't make no sense, this doesn't make the sen- no sense the, the most. Apparently, um, Shatner wanted to put a rock monster in one of the movies yeah. that he did, but it was too expensive, so they couldn't do it. So they did it in here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Fred is going to have to beam him up, but he doesn't want to because he's like I'm gonna kill him I can't do this I haven't done this in 20 years I'm not that guy even like none of this is real and I can't do it like the city the city is flying (laughs) (laughs) I have a bow and arrow he's not gonna do it he's not gonna do it but then the door opens and Lilari and crew come in and he's like now Uh, I have to do it (laughs) (laughs) also Jason gives him a pep talk <laughs> says you're the fucking violator, man. Do it. You never messed up your lines. You always did everything the way you were supposed to. You are that guy who can do it. There's chicks watching. And so yeah, she comes in and he does it. And uh, oh, he saves Justin just in time, or Jason just in time. <laughs> and everyone is thrilled. Now they can go home. And the Thermian dude is like, "We're not gonna go home. We don't have any reason to go home." We're the last of our people. There's nothing for us to go home to. We're it. Mm. And uh, and Jason's like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we have no other home. We are all that is there. <laughs> so then they're trying to um, talk to Mathazar over the comms, and they're like, how come we can't reach anybody? It's because Saris and his crew have taken over the ship. Saris, the damn Varus. Mm. So no. they, they nope. go to the command deck where Mathazar is being tortured about the Omega-13 device. And Jason's like, leave him alone. And he's like, oh, you want to save his life? Well, what does the Omega-13 device do? And he's like, I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> and Saris is like, fine, you won't tell me? And you're not responding when I torture him? Prepare a table for the female. I'm going to torture Gwen. And then they all are like, no, the thing is... We nobody knows what it does. He's like, you take me for a fool. The captain doesn't know every bolt and weld on his ship or something. Basically, like, you should fucking know what this yeah. thing does on your ship. And then he's like, show him the historical records. It's like, I'm I'm not the captain. Yeah. Or no, he says the commander. I'm not the commander. Yeah. And so yeah, they show him the historical records, and he's like, oh, <laughs> which, the evil lizard people, I guess. Have TV. Well, I guess if they lie, then they could they understand could about TV. But if you don't understand, pretend or lying or falsehoods, like you, you know, it's, it's it's something. It's one of those <laughs> weird things because even it's children understand pretend. 
Mm-hmm. And the Thermians are very childlike yeah. and naive. But the first thing kids understand, they don't understand lies, but they understand pretend. Mm-hmm. Playing, they call it. <laughs> yes, imagination. Which you would think that... Because there is a difference between pretend and lies. But um, Sarah's is like, explain it to him. Like, you've done yeah. more damage to these like, people you tell him. than I ever did or ever yeah. could do. Speak to him as if he was a child. And, uh, doesn't understand. And so Jason tries to explain it to him, and Mathisar seems to understand and is like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Breaks his little heart. And uh, he's like, we're, we're from, it's entertainment. We do it to entertain. <laughs> and Saris is like, all right, so now I don't need this Omega-13 device. It's completely useless, but. Yeah, he's like, you've done more to destroy these people than I ever could. Yep. So we're going to, um, no, we're going to cause the core to implode. We're going to blow this ship up. We're going to suffocate Mathazar's people. And we're going to re- release the uh, galaxy questers into space. <laughs> <laughs> Then we'll go for shawarma. Shawarma. <laughs> you guys ever have shawarma? It's a great shawarma place around. So as they're being extorted to their death, Jason gets an idea to pick a fight with Alexander, a la episode 17, so they can distract their captors. And basically, they make enough of a scene that a gun gets dropped and weapons, improvised weapons can be picked up, and they basically make it so Cyrus's men get ejected into space rather than them. So now they are going to, they see the dying Thermians locked in the room where the oxygen valve has mm-hmm. been turned or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and they hear that the core implosion is going to be in seven minutes. And they're like, okay, so here's what we got to do. Cyrus leaves on his transport. They can't shut down the process of the implosion. So Jason and Gwen are going to go shut it down um, shut down the neutron reactor manually. Mm-hmm. Tommy has to practice driving because they're going to need him to get them the fuck out of Dodge. So he goes and to watch <laughs> TV of himself moving his arms. <laughs> because this is how he's going to fly. He moves his arms and he seven. That's how you do it. He's got to practice muscle memory. <laughs> Look, you know what? I'm going to call bullshit on your calling bullshit on this because we have been watching a lot of jujitsu videos because we can't go to jujitsu and people are learning how moves work. Like you watch somebody do it over and over and then you try it out yourself. So this ain't some bullshit. <laughs> yes, but when you're watching somebody do it and you're doing that muscle memory, it's because you're doing an actual thing. He was making it up when he was six. He was just flailing his arms. Go to jiu-jitsu and flail your arms. See how that works out for you. I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. Go flail your arms. See how that works out for you. I'm just saying. It's the same principle. He watched how he reflailed his arms every fucking yeah. day. He and has then he to did recreate it. that flailing. You watch the video of the motion and then you attempt that motion. Real thing. No. All right. So everybody else um, is going to try to get the Thermians, <laughs> the oxygen back in there and the door open so the Thermians don't suffocate and die. Well, support. Which, what is their lung capacity? Because no this sequence is so long, <laughs> yeah. they're about to suffocate for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's seven, just so unpleasant. Seven though. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so Gwen is like, um, Jason, I think you forgot something. Neither of us know how to shut down a neutron reactor. He's like, no, but I know someone who does. Ha ha. And all of a sudden, all the word talking, they were doing this walkie-talkie thing. Didn't get through to Jason, Justin Long. But all of a sudden, <laughs> not only does it go through, Justin has to push no buttons to respond. 
I did notice. Come on, bro. <laughs> Do you remember those um, walkie-talkie things that they had when? Okay, when Elaine's gonna try to shoehorn some. When cell phones mm-hmm. first came out, they had push those to the next push tells. to the next yeah. push to talk. Mm-hmm. All right, but this one is a higher version of that where you have to tell you have to dial a number like a cell phone but then it's push to talk <laughs> uh-huh, really so they had to just along here and and talk back so without fucking to touching call, it they called the commander's original phone oh shut up You're just- <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got it has its own shut. unique call sign <laughs> and then up, they pushed to talk recents in his uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right people it doesn't matter anyway um, contacts list Justin's he was like, issued oh, yeah, communication device six seven nine four two Ah, big bullshitter. Okay, uh, got it. So, uh... It's not, like, unrealistic that they might have some 100%. sort of number. So, anyway, Justin's like... Not that he would like, have number, that he would do the talk without pushing buttons. At first, Justin's like, I know that you said none of it is real, and I want you to know that I understand it's not real. He's like, no, wait, it's fucking real. And he's like, I knew it! <laughs> That that guy's never seen boobs. So he gets his friends involved, and they're going to help them shut down this neutron. No, but he's only like 15. Brandon has never had tit talk. I'm sure he has talked about tits before, (laughs) especially Tawny's. Tawny's tits? Tawny's tits. Tawny is coming out of her outfit most of the movie. Yes, yeah, it gets get worse and worse throughout. At one point, Dad goes, can't she zip up her and stuff? <laughs> oh, <no>. so <laughs> Just a bit. And I started laughing so hard. And I'm like, that's the whole point. <laughs> it is the whole point. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> so he calls up his friends because they each know a little bit about this, a little bit about that, and together they know everything. So... Saris finds out that they escaped being ejected into space just as one of his men flies into the dashboard of his spaceship. A dashboard? I, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> not the dashboard, the... Windshield? Windshield! Wow, my brain is not working today. Hmm. So Saris... Um, sure. He's like, get the men back on there. We gotta kill them. And his lieutenant's like, but the core's gonna implode... And what about our men? Like, we have to get the ones that are there off. Like, <laughs> And he's like, I don't care. Go after them anyway. Get the men off. And so uh, Jason and Gwen are led into the Omega-13 device. And he's like, I just would kill to see what you're seeing. And she's like, all I see is us on a beam over a fan that's in every freaking episode for no reason. And then they look up and it's, it's all pretty and it's like... Swirling balls of purple. Well, yeah. <laughs> it kind of looks like DNA a little bit. Yeah, sort of. A little double helixy. And like then, the DNA from the cartoon in, Jura- in the Jurassic Park movie, more Mr. like DNA. actual DNA. Dino DNA. Not the dinosaur. What we did was we used amphibian DNA to fix the sequence. That's a bad idea. Duck on the branch of a tree. They should have used bird DNA. Might have worked. So Jason is like, hey, Justin this Omega-13 device, dude? Do you have any idea? And he's like, well, some people think it's a matter destroyer and it will destroy all matter, all matter in 13 yeah. seconds. But my friends and I think that it's a matter rearranger. and a few others. <laughs> As if there's some secret cobble didn't have of Reddit alternate yet, so. fan theory. They might have just yelled out, we're about to push the button on this thing yeah. in a few minutes. Yeah. So I had a smoke if you got him. We think it'll jump you back in time 13 seconds. 
Gwen's like, that's stupid. Why would that be helpful? Why 13 seconds? Is it enough time to fix one mistake? So just then, Saris's uh, men catch up to them and start shooting at them. And then we cut back to where Fred, Guy, and Lalari got to get to the valve so they can turn it off and the Thermians can breathe again. And Guy's like, look, I have one of Saris's guns. I'll just go in there and I'll distract them. And I'll kill as many as I can, and you guys can go in there. And, and they're like, that is suicide. There's like 15 dudes in this town. And he's like, room. no, this is my task. <laughs> I'm the one that goes in, and I, I, this is what he's I'm here for. He's going to go out a blaze of glory. I'm supposed to die. I might as well die a hero. <laughs> and they're like, he's saying, no, Fuck no, how about Basically. you don't die? I think I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> So Alexander and Quellick are going to try to pry the door open. Got space dementia. And uh, they do a chant of strength, <laughs> which Alexander to, does seems not want to do, but it does seem to help him. And the door opens a little, which buys him a little bit of time. <laughs> I guess. <sighs> so then I don't Jason know if that math checks and out. And Gwen have to go through the chompers. <laughs> Jesus. This is where you see where the fuck was. Yeah. And they get along with it. She says, fuck that. Yeah. And she says, forget Which that. Is so so badly every time dumped. I watch it, I'm like, God, why would, please just let him have that fuck. Because that would have been so much more funnier. No fucks. I would have died. It's so funny. As you, you see, in this movie, they didn't give a fuck. No. Not one. Not, not, one. not a single not fuck was given. They even, took, they even took a fuck. They, yeah, they took one away. <laughs> so she starts ranting. Why are these even here? This doesn't make any logical sense. Yeah. There's no reason it's for dumb. these to be in the show. Whoever wrote this, this episode is an asshole. <laughs> no, she said deserves to die. Oh she says this episode was poorly written. <laughs> and Jason's uh, like, it was just on TV. That's why it's here. <laughs> and so Justin's like, okay, go. Go, go. And we see them get through the chompers. And, and jump over the fire at the end. Because <laughs> that's needed. Whatever but was pulverized true. to death it's gets true. burned. You know what it reminds before. me of? <laughs> so many, too. But you know what it reminds me of? In um, the, the Rock. Cl- no, well, yes. But also the Clone Wars when they're in the droid <laughs> No, factory. yeah, yeah. Actually, it's just like that. So fucking ridiculous. And his lightsaber gets crushed, I think, like his gun does. Yeah. Like you think about, and you just start thinking about how many times have I seen that in some dumb movie or some (laughs) dumb TV show? And I bet we could come if we tried really hard, I bet we could come up with at least ten examples. We've already come up with three. They're all Elaine genre. (laughs) The Rock is not an Elaine genre. Um. That is an action adventure film, sir. It's well, it's a science fiction movie. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because there's a super secret gas stuff. Sarin gas, that's a real thing. No, no. And you know how this shit works? And he goes, I'm a chemical super freak. But that's a real fucking thing. Wish we could do that. Yeah, we should be done. Really wish we could do it. So, Fred's idea was to transport the rock monster into the room with Sarah's men. I would do it for your birthday. And it works. I'm good with either. (laughs) And when it works, he and Lilari start making out. I know. <laughs> and first guy's like, whoa, guys, hey, get a room. And then he's like, oh, that's gross. Where your testicles go? Where your tentacles? <laughs> what did I say? Not her oh, testicles. No. Are you doing it on purpose? <laughs> or is it accidental at this point? Tony, would you explain to, to the friends about uh, the testicle references? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a movie. Oh. 
man. Better Off Dead. It's from Better Off Dead, where the French uh, exchange student is talking Mm -hmm. to John Cusack. He's like, he's got his... His tentacle, his testicles all over me, and he's like tentacles, tentacles, completely <laughs> different thing. Because she says he's like an octopus. Yeah, oh, completely man. different thing. All right, so, so thanks for ruining the joke. <laughs> it's always more funny when you have to explain it. Said no one ever. So we see Saris's men run from the rock monster, and they end up going through the side of the ship, which hopefully will repair itself because this is now a dangerous hole in the ship. <laughs> it's a giant gaping hole that we don't mention again <laughs> in the vacuum of space. <laughs> Okay. What can go wrong? Look, I'm sure it heals. Actually, there's... Oh, it, Elaine's it, got plot it had, No, it had... Yeah, I do. Because it had to have happened at some point during the show because it's on a spaceship. So at some point, a hole is blown into the thing. So they had to have come up with some mechanism to seal the hole on the show. So it's guaranteed this ship has some kind of safety measure <laughs> mechanism that it instantly goes into place. You know okay. it. Sure. It makes sense. <laughs> the Thermians watch those... I'll buy that for a dollar. Extensively. (laughs) Extensively. They go into the room and they close the valve to normalize the pressure and saves the Thermians. With the biggest lung capacity of all. And then (laughs) Qualic and Alexander open the door and go to help them. And Teb announces that they're saved. He saved us. Captain Commander Taggart has (laughs) saved us. And poor fucking Alan Rickman's got his hands on his like, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, but then always gets the credit. But then the saddest thing in the whole movie happens. Quellet goes uh, into the doorway and he's shot. Oof. And then he says, "I am shot." <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> and Alexander's like, "We'll get you to the medical bay and they'll help you and you'll be fine." And he's like, "No, I'm not going to be fine." No. But. I want you to know that it has been my honor to serve with you, and I have always looked up to you as a father to me. And then he dies, and Alexander's like, motherfucker. He's like, bye, grab Thar's hammer. Well, no, he doesn't die, because he says this before he dies, so he gets to hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You shall be avenged. And then he opens his mouth. He's so happy, and then he dies. And then Alexander goes nuts. Yes. It was berserker and he just runs into the hallway and attacks the man who shot Huh. <laughs> Jason and Gwen make it to the override button with 20 <clears throat> seconds left. And the blue button is pushed, but the clock still counts down. Well, because he's like, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? He goes, there should be a big blue button. He goes, okay, we found it. He goes, push it. That's it? <laughs> I, thought there'd, I thought there'd be more. No, that should be it. And he hits it. It doesn't stop. And they're like, oh, fuck. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do? But Justin's gone because his mom yeah. took the trash out. <laughs> mom made him take the trash out because it's recycling. Day. Don't forget the recycling. That is so funny. So then when it gets to one second, it stops. And they're like, like oh, um, fuck. It always stops at <laughs> one second. <laughs> So Saris and his men have been keeping track, and they know that the core did not implode. And now they're just going to have to tear the ship apart by attacking it. So the Thermians and Alexander fight Saris's extra men in the hallway until <laughs> Jason uh, gets Alexander to go with him to the command deck. And he's like, look, we got to get out of here. And uh, they engage the plasma armor, and Tommy is going to take them back into the minefield. But he's been practicing. So he's going to do a good job this time. <laughs> Saris follows them into the minefield, but the magnetism of the minefield is disrupting their ability to track them. 
Tommy is avoiding all the mines and he's doing such a good job that Jason's like, can you do a worse job? Because I want some of the mines. <laughs> so he's got a plan. He's going to attract as many mines as he can. Because they're magnetic. Right. And then they'll have a tail of mines. Saris's men locate the ship and they're like, it's coming right at us. And they're like, all right, well, let's just attack them. And now they're playing chicken. Mm-hmm. And Saris is like, you know that I'm a real warrior and I'm, <laughs> I'm going an to actor. destroy you. And as my attacks are uh, ruining your armor, then I'm just going to fly right through your ship. And Jason's like, yeah, but we got a bunch of mines, so you're going to fly right through our ship and explode. <laughs> right, so here's my fucking question. <laughs> so they were shooting at this plane mm-hmm. ship space thing earlier and it didn't do anything because mm-hmm. it had shields. Right. But now there's mines and there's no shields. Right. Okay. The mines. The mines are what? They had the shields up. Are they super secret mines? No, 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 no. (laughs) When they went through the minefield, they had the shields up. Saris's ship. Oh, Saris's ship. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I said. (laughs) I can't explain anything. I'm going to use the math here. Hold on. Let me dig. Let me get my bag of bullshit. (laughs) I told John that Saris hadn't bothered to um, put his shields up because he thought that they had no weapons left because they obviously weren't firing at him. They were just playing chicken. Mm-hmm. And he thought he would just uh, would explode them before they ever hit it. So he, but instead, they dodged leader. at the last minute, and then the mines hit his ship. So I think they never had shields up to begin with. But who well, the he does fuck say knows? to turn the shields on. He oh, does he, he say he says turn the ship and put the what, was oh yeah it? he does when they, when he realizes that they have the mines yeah. he's so like he turn did have the, the shields ship. down. I guess he was just being so other the fact that he said it. Um, so, therefore, it makes it true because it was said in a movie. That's how movies work. <laughs> right. Um, so, the mind, his shields just don't work because we needed the bad guy to die? Yes, because yes. that's how plots work. <laughs> just saying. And also, it could be like a Death Star thing where the front window of his ship is the weak point. <laughs> All the mines seem to go into the... This fiery engine port. Which <laughs> it, it looks like his engine. Mode. It looks like his engines actually propelled them backwards. Like, why is there a big fiery hole in the middle of a ship? I don't know. It kind of looks like because a the mines hit the self-destruct button. They base the ship off of it's as easy. Uh, Romulan ships and other ships. That the ships look like those fucking Trek. guns from the Fifth Element. The bad guy yeah. ships look like the guns from the Fifth Element. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Fifth Element. They look Dallas multi pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great oh, movie. We should do that. We did. We should do it again. <laughs> so, uh, so they Sheris's or Saris's ship explodes, uh, but there is like a minute between when the mines hit and it explodes. So then they're safe. Mathazar comes back in, which I thought he had died. Like I forgot until I rewatched this movie <laughs> that he does not die. Um, but he has like his leg in a brace and he has a, a cane. And he's rejoicing and talking about how smart it was for Jason to deceive Saris by making him think the historical record wasn't true. And <laughs> that was so clever. And uh, it's like, yeah. They set a course for Earth so that the Galaxy Quest crew can go home. And Mathazar is like, but I, our people need a commander and we were hoping you would stay. And he's like, your people have a great commander. And he salutes him. And they all salute him. And Mathazar is the commander now. So the commander. <laughs> you were the commander the whole time. You just had to find it with fingers. <laughs> Very Wizard of Oz. You were the commander all along. 
So <laughs> they head into the black hole. It's time to go home. Oh, and Alexander's like, uh, there was an energy surge from Theris' ship right before the explosion. And he's like, don't worry about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Fred arrives on the command deck. But why is Fred there? He should be in the engine room. And... Uh, and it's because it's not Fred. It's Saris. He is using one of those appearance generator things. And he takes out a gun and he shoots them all. Dead. And it was a good way to end this movie. It was a plot twist that you didn't see coming because the bad guys won. Good job. All right. Elaine, no, what do you think? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no? No. He shoots them Are all. Are you sure? But they don't immediately die. And uh, Jason's like, Mathazar, um, activate the Omega-13 device. And then we have a 13-second back-in-time and a redo. They did the other one. They did the Scooby-Doo ending. We do, we do, do. Let's do the mega happy ending. So Fred arrives on the bridge. I love you, Garth. I love you, dream woman. That's what Bloodshot did. It did. The mega happy ending. So Fred arrives on the bridge again. Jason's the only one that remembers what happened before the Omega-13 device. Now, <laughs> um, he didn't turn the fucking thing on. Yes, he did. No, he, he told pushed somebody the button. else. He pushed the button. He told Mathazar to put it on. And then up comes the button, and Jason pushed the button. That's so true. So nobody else remembers. Nobody else remembers. Because he's the one that pushed okay, the button. Okay, sure. Well, I want to know why he shoots everyone else. He shoots Tim Allen in the chest. Mm-hmm. And he's fine. Everyone else, he just shoots them casually, and they all die instantly. Plot armor. It's because Tim Allen doesn't have a heart. (laughs) Shots fired. But this is the scene where you notice Gwen's boobs the most, because, man, do we close up on them when she falls. (laughs) I was thinking that some double-sided tape was using her. Oh, yeah. Because the Zumbas were about to do the Zumbas. There was one point when John goes... Corny Weaver has good boobs. <laughs> I said she has some. No, I didn't say good boobs. I said she has some very large um, boobs. Oh man! Which it's all about the problem. I mean, because you know when she's playing Ripley, you don't really see it because hmm. she's busy whooping ass. Well, yeah. Oh man! But in this, <laughs> I see big things in front of me. Yeah. So Jason attacks Fred, and everybody's like, "What are you doing? Why are you attacking Fred?" And they pull him off of him, and he's like, "It's not Fred, it's Sarahs." And Sarahs changes into his form, and he gets up, and he doesn't have a chance to attack them all though, because Mathazar beats him with a stick. Beats him with his cane. <laughs> Which the weirdest thing is, is Mathazar wouldn't need a leg brace and a cane because he doesn't have legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they only did that yeah. so, so that he can beat someone. <laughs> Every time I watch this, I'm like, so this 400-pound crustaceous monster man got hit by this little guy with a little aluminum cane, and it beat, he hits him like six times and fucks him all up. I was like, I don't know about that. But it doesn't matter because it's a this fake cane. This is what takes you out of it? Well, that part does, yes. This takes you. Okay. Well, so everybody is on. For me, it was the opening credits. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> So, whew, now we're safe. Oh, no, we're not. They're coming in too hot. <laughs> you have to separate the ship. Tommy can't slow the ship down. Style. It's too big to enter the atmosphere. And Matt we, we have to separate. What does that even mean? It's too big to enter the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh, God. Yeah. It's so, some bullshit. So, Matt is like, our crew, get off of here. Let's go to the secondary command deck. 
and <laughs> and right. only sure. the original Galaxy Questers are left on the deck. They call Fred up. They're like, "You gotta come. We're leaving." And uh, he's like, "All right, I'm coming." And Lalari stays with him. They're holding hands because they're a couple now. <laughs> Mathasar is like, "I give you my blessing." The way he just looks at him is like. It's called interspecies erotica. Yeah. It's like fucking a mule. It's gross. No. And in my... It's tentacle porn. In my uh, memory of this... Actual. It's anime. In my memory of this, Fred stayed with them, not she came back. (laughs) Intriguing. I remembered it the opposite way. What's funny is that would make more sense. It does. (laughs) Unless she's got a really long battery life on that image inducer or whatever the fuck it is. And translator and... Well, they use uh, Duralast. Oh, okay. Uh, just well, because anyway. they didn't, they had to separate the ship for safety doesn't mean she doesn't communicate with their home planet. That's true. They, they could rebuild. They could. Yeah. They might be coming out every three weeks or something. For dinner. <laughs> yeah, we true. don't know. You can probably order that stuff on Amazon Prime. You can. <laughs> they might have some kind of. Um, they might just have pot, a room of pods, so they yeah. can just go back and forth. That's true. They might have the what Carly's is it? The, it the little nope. away team. <laughs> Thing nope. that might just be in Tony's garage. We're not gonna go with the wait little, thing. We're going. The, what is it pods. called? What is pods. It called? We're going with pods. Stop it. What is it called? The no. little ship. No, Carly, go. We're almost what done. Little ship. The little ship they go on away missions in. The what shuttle. Is, the shuttle. Tony <laughs> <laughs> Chalou might have a fucking shuttle in his garage. And what they was wrong with pods? I thought oh, Carly had nailed it with fucking pods. It's all good. It's all good. So the ship separates. One crew oh, heads home head to Earth. The other onward into space. Yeah. Justin runs out of his house with a bunch of Roman candles in his arms. And his mom's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> and he's like... We have to alert the ship. He's like, we have to help them. They're coming in too fast. And and the, we need to help them with the visuals so they know where to land. And she's like, whatever. Just go outside and play. I don't know. <laughs> Dad's like, really? And she's like... He's going outside. He's going outside. <laughs> <laughs> got a bundle of Roman candles, but that's fine. Where did he get all those Roman candles? South of the border. He's got a guy. <laughs> We so, don't know what state this takes place in. It's, we're in L.A. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do say that. It's in New Mexico. You so, went to Tijuana? The <laughs> ship is in the right Roman place. Candles. That's true. They're just Roman candles. You could probably buy them anywhere. Uh, I don't know. It's California. You, he went to a donkey show. And he <laughs> donkey show. So, no, him and his friends made this big trip oh, over to go. Arizona just we to get a bunch We need that movie. Of, Road trip. <laughs> just to get a bunch of fucking Roman candles. Oh, man. So the ship is in the right place, but it's still going way too fast. So it skids through the parking lot of the convention center. I'm from center. that dude in Joe Dirt that sells snakes they totally, and sparklers. No, they totally, they totally I put him. been cooped up for way too long. They totally, <laughs> they totally put him in their spaceships and use them like thrusters and stuff. Like you know oh they do. Lord. Or they, they shoot them at like Klingons do. or something. They you do. know they You're do so that. Right. I would do that. But <laughs> won't let us set up a bunch of action figures and shoot them at Roman candles. That's a Wednesday right there. <laughs> Tony's been cooped up for way too long. <laughs> Tony's been going to work every day. Yeah. I'm the one I'm that hasn't left the house. <laughs> anyway, right. next weekend I got plans. Okay. Oh, I missed you Be guys. ready. <laughs> I've got smash figures. <laughs> so they skid through the parking lot, and it is Galaxy Con. So there's a lot Still. of people here, and uh, it's day three. The crew has not shown up today, but mm. anyway. It skids to the parking lot. Cars are just being knocked all over the place. And then it skids yeah. into the building. They do more property damage than Ghost Rider. <laughs> they kill a bunch of people. Yeah, probably. And they do a bunch of... Like, someone's going to get out of this. Go, that was weird, man. The spaceship came in there. Where's my car? Yeah. Every time I talk about how somebody accidentally kills somebody, he gets really mad. But now he can talk about it. Right. <laughs> 
It's been a long quarantine. <laughs> oh, man. So There's probably some old lady there got killed. So the door opens and the crew slowly make their way out to the cheers of the crowd because this is the best arrival ever so far. Mm-hmm. Everybody oh, comes out and then Saris wakes up because they forgot about him, but this he was just knocked unconscious. They did not kill him. <laughs> Which I think this is too much. And Saris comes out and Jason does a roll a and shoot. Roll. And <laughs> he does. <laughs> And kills Saris, and everybody goes wild. Kept doing them the whole movie. I was saying, because when they're on the rock planet, they're all just walking, and he keeps combat rolling, and they're like, why are you doing that? And they're just walking along. It's better visually. (laughs) Right. They're like, does that help? He's like, yes, it helps. They're like, where'd your gun go? You lost it. (laughs) (sighs) So, Jason kisses Gwen, then salutes Justin and his friends. And then he has the whole crew come join him in the limelight because they all had gone off to the side like they always do. And he's like, no, 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 we're all in this together. He pulls them all up with him. What's his name from Kids in the Hall? He's announcing them. I can't remember his name. And then the movie ends with a new opening, or the opening to the new Galaxy Quest show. Back after 18 years with additions to the cast in Lalari and Guy. Lalari <laughs> is Jane Doe as Lalari. <laughs> And uh, guy, whatever, as as like as, the head of security or chief yeah. security officer, Rock Ingersoll. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a porn name. Turns around, gives you some finger guns. Hey, he's so great. Sam Rockwell, great. And his assistant, Dirk Diggler. Oh. <laughs> and the movie's over. All right, so I'm going to start with you again, John. What Why do you want to start with me? <laughs> because you're the least likely to have enjoyed this movie. <laughs> All right, so my favorite character. Is um, what is Alan Rickman's character's name there? La- Lazarus. Yeah, La- like Doctor Lazarus. Lieutenant Lazarus. Or because he's just over this bullshit. <laughs> and but then I, he comes around. He does come around. <laughs> he does come around. He's my favorite character. My least favorite character is um, Nisbeth. Uh, the Tim, Tim Allen. Allen? No, yeah, Jason Nisbeth. Yeah, him. Because he's just a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite scene. Is when they have the the clappers, the crampers, what are they called? Chompers. 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 And they have to go through that. And Gwen and, loses her shit. And Gwen's like, whoever wrote this is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite line is from Guy where he goes, I don't even have a last name. Like, you sure you do? And he goes, really? What's my last name? <laughs> Nobody knows. And my favorite tertiary object is when you get on the rock planet, there's a formation. It's a dick. There's a dick rock. Wow. <laughs> as soon as you get there, it's clearly a, a phallus mm. with a cap on top. I'm like, there's a dick. Why is there a dick? And Lane goes, it's probably a dick. And there's a dick. <laughs> so my favorite character object is the rock dick. I feel like the rock dick was probably perf- purposeful because in all those things, people are always like, I saw a rock. I saw it. It looked like a dick. You guys all saw it. They put it in there. It was an Easter egg. So they probably did deliberately because if they didn't, there was going to be someone who said, that one looks like a dick. I know they did it. It had to be on purpose. It was right in the front. How'd you miss it? You know they It did. was a big, giant rock schlong. <laughs> I mean, it's a big, it's, you know, there's a giant spot in your face. What are you going to do? Oh, and um, here's my thing. <laughs> I'm not a, a Trekkie, not even a little bit. I don't like Star Trek. I don't like Star Wars. It's not really my genre. But, so I don't get all the jokes. I understand someone would really enjoy this if they were into that kind of thing because there's all those little jokes there because I was reading the trivia and it's full. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I, I read the trivia and was like, man, I didn't get But you do these. like Spaceballs. I love Spaceballs. Which is interesting. Which, 
this is the thing. He's much more familiar with Star Wars than Star Trek. Yeah. So he gets the references in Spaceballs, whereas he doesn't get them in this movie. Still haven't seen the last Star Wars, by the way. It's free on Disney+. Plus yeah, I, still, I, I watched half like, of it and I, I turned wanna. it off. I was like, I don't need this in my life. I'm like, right I just don't want to see this. I, just, I got action figures to shoot with Roman candles. Yeah. <laughs> and boats to build for little ones. Exactly. But um, Don't accidentally set your boats me, on fire with Roman candles. For me, it's a nay. But for someone else, I could see it being something. But for me, it's a net. Yeah. All right. Elaine. Ooh. So my favorite <laughs> character is Guy. Because he is wonderful. And everyone should love Sam Rockwell in everything. And see him in everything. Because he's fantastic. Because he's Sam fucking um, I don't basically. actually... I'm going to... My least favorite character, I'm going to say Saris because he's a bad guy. Because I don't actually have a least favorite character. I found most of the characters to have a purpose and I enjoyed them. And there wasn't anybody I thought was like bad acting or anything like that. So I'm just going to pick him by default. My favorite scene is the away mission. Mm-hmm. Which is always the best part of the episode anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite line is when Guy says... I know you construct a weapon. Look around. Can you form some sort of rudimentary lathe? <laughs> great. And uh, my favorite tertiary object is the actual rock monster that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, the rock monster has a name. It's Korg. Oh, it's, it's Garignarok or something. Garignac. Garignac. I don't know. Garignarok. George, <laughs> the rock monster. Um, so I kind of was going back and forth between a yay and a maybe. I'm going to yay it. I enjoy this movie. Diet yay. It is a diet yay. I enjoy this movie. I like it. But I don't love this movie. I'm not like, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) Which a lot of people do. But it's, I enjoy it. And I would happily watch it again. And I'm glad that I watched it today. I'm glad that we paid money for you to see it. It's $3. If you want that money back, I got cash upstairs. And I'll take it. All right. Who's up? Tony! Hey. He's been crossing things out. Are we taking no, all I'm your just, stuff? I'm just scripting. Uh, my favorite character is Dr. Lazarus. Least favorite character good pick. is whatever Justin's long name Brandon. is. Brandon. <laughs> uh, my favorite line is by Grabthar's hammer. By the sons of Warvan, who shall be avenged. It's that like or... That. When my other favorite part, favorite word is when fucking they open the back of the shuttle. And he's like, "Don't open that. You don't know. Is there air?" <laughs> and then the other guy goes, "Seems fine." <laughs> that was fucking funny. But, uh, you know what? Because all the good, best lines are said word. by <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good word. It's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, guy has he steals the movie. Um, my favorite scenes are pretty much anything with guy or anything with Saris. I thought Saris was really cool. He's ridiculous, but I think that that adds to it. And Tony didn't pick it as his favorite line, but he loves the explain as you would a child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the Gilligan's Island line. Is <sighs> My favorite tertiary object is when they blow his ass up and he comes back with the bolted eye patch, like you said, was from the Stark Weather. Mm-hmm. Um, Chang? 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 I can't remember. Yeah. I'm sorry. But the bolted on eye patch, that was pretty cool. And I'll get this movie. It's... It's starting to show its age. Like, the more you watch it, you're like, nah, you know, there's some silly shit in it. But I, I like the movie a lot, so. It is 20 years old. This is vintage. Yeah. It can drink. Came out in 1999. <laughs> Depending on the month. <laughs> yep. All right. So, my favorite character is Mathazar. I love him. Oh, and <laughs> that actor did that. They didn't ask him to talk like that, but he did it. And they were like, no, that's amazing. And we're keeping it. <laughs> 
character oh, choice they want. I think John's <laughs> adding it to his repertoire of characters that are going to return on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should add it to your repertoire. No, explain it as you would. <laughs> oh, I say that to the farmer all the time whenever we're talking about something stupid. Oh. He doesn't ex- understand you. And I spent a long time trying to figure out who my least favorite character was because it's hard. I don't dislike any character. And I ultimately went with the teens that are trolling the con and talking about the idiots that are right next to them at the urinal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those guys are Dressed up. And, yeah. I know, but I don't hate anybody in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had a hard time. It's I will allow it as your least favorite tertiary object. Yeah. My favorite scene is the Chompers. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) my favorite line is they're not all historical documents. Surely you don't think Gilligan's Island is a, and they all moan and they're like, those poor people. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite tertiary object is Saris's weird wings that just pop up when he gets mad. (laughs) It was funny because I was like, thought they were more lizard people but then tony called them crustaceans and i was like oh my god they are they're (laughs) They're like lobster men or like it reminded me of like um a lionfish oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) and all his henchmen have like mushroom cap hats that kind of remind me of jellyfish (laughs) they're dicks they are oh so anyway and i will yeah this movie i we figured enjoy it very very we figured it was your birthday pick you were gonna enjoy it (laughs) If you didn't, well, only Tony can yay his own birthday pick. <laughs> or nay his own birthday pick. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carly, do you remember your line? Hey, please find us on Facebook.com slash the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs, on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. I didn't remember. <laughs> Good job. And uh, tune in next week. On the podcast. For Elaine's pick. For and I'm gonna pick Tin Cup. A I've Kevin Costner movie? Who'd have yep. thunk it? I've seen it! <laughs> I haven't. Really? Never have. It's so good. <laughs> well, are you weren't wondering why they call him Tin Cup? Don't They'll spoil cover that it. in the movie. Don't have you seen this movie? What is it? Yes, I like it. Draft Day. A podcast that I like yeah, a lot. Just did it, and I was like, I've never even heard of this movie. It's, it's not yeah, great. I saw it. Yeah, it's a, okay. 